Hey everyone, do you love movies? Do you like betting? If you do, then Box Office Bets is the podcast for you. With Tom Cunningham and myself, Brian Ortega, we'll guide you through Oscar season with our breakdown of each Oscar contender and give you our projections based on what the betting market is saying about each Oscar race. Make sure to check us out every week as we focus on a specific movie and break down its best chances to win right here on Box Office Bets. Welcome back to Concierge Confidential. I'm your host, Brian Ortega, and we are here for a very special episode. So uh, I was actually messaged a couple weeks ago by a gentleman named Matt, who's actually coming out to Vegas with his friends in August. He's coming all the way from London, England, so it's actually beautiful to have people listening from around the world, and then also people who reach out to me and kind of want to help me give them recommendations for their trip. So uh, I'm not actually like planning the entire itinerary, but... I have to say, he sent me a fantastic list, and if I had to say what I strive for or would hope for uh, as a concierge getting a rec- uh, getting a um, request from a guest, this is exactly how I'd want it. So he actually gave me a whole list of things that he wanted to do with a budget and sort of like the vibe that he was going for and really almost did the job for me. So I'm really here just to give my recommendations. So I'm really excited to do this sort of itinerary for Matt and uh, I hope you all enjoy it and hopefully it kind of steers you in the direction that you guys would be looking for. But um, this is a very special episode. So this is the itinerary for Matt episode coming up next. Hey everybody, this is Brian Ortega from Concierge Confidential, and this episode is brought to you by AO Painting, who have been experts in specialized coating, servicing Arizona for over 40 years. AO Painting specializes in industrial projects and are a one-stop shop for sandblasting, industrial painting, waterproofing, and much, much more. To see more of their work and to get a quote, you can visit aopaintinginc.com. That's aopaintinginc.com. AO Painting, where specialized is where we start. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. So we are doing the itinerary for Matt today. So really excited. So he did send me a, a quite uh, a quite a long description, which is great. We love long descriptions, even though it's a lot to read. There is sort of like a fine line. I remember we used to get guest requests and like you would give us these huge paragraphs, which was great. But also like we had to read and also answer phones at the same time. So that was a little bit hard. But um, I don't have to answer phones while I read these. So uh, as long as as long as you want, uh, I'll go ahead and read these and then kind of go with it. So um, I kind of want to give you sort of a description of what he was uh, looking for. So uh, this is sort of the itinerary or the parameters that he gave me. So it's going to be six people total. Uh, they're going to be visiting in August uh, over the weekend for quite a, a good amount of days. Um, it's all men, all in their in their 40s. So that also is very helpful. So knowing your age, you might not want to disclose your age, but it is actually very, very helpful if you give us your age because it also gives us an idea of what kind of the vibe you're looking for or the vibe of uh, – place that you're looking for as well. Because even if you feel you're 20 at heart, uh, it's pretty easy to understand once you get here. You don't want to be in a room full of 20-year-olds. Sometimes you want people who are a little bit more mature than like, let's just say, a big, like just brain-numbing nightclub. So it's actually very helpful that you give us your age. So really appreciate that. So uh, also, he lets me know where he's staying, which is also very helpful because I can also figure out the parameters and sort of the distance of how far it is to get to some of these things. So obviously not all the great things in Vegas are going to be right next to your hotel, but you know, thankfully yeah, he'll be staying at the Cosmopolitan, which is a fantastic restaurant. I have to say really, really great. So anyways, moving on from there, Cosmopolitan, great location, century located, one of the best hotels in Las Vegas. So uh, he did give me a couple different things he wanted to hit. So he wants to go to a nightclub. He wants to go to a day club as well. And then he also wants a restaurant and bar recommendations. So that's what is essentially going to be the focus on today's podcast. It's going to be restaurants, nightclubs, day clubs, and uh, bars as well. And his bars are actually bars that I sometimes go to in terms of what he was looking for, because I do like fancy lounges. And he said they don't typically need a fancy lounge for their group, which is completely fine. We're all not going to sort of 
matchup, but I have been to a couple different bars that I think might be good for his group. So, uh, and I think I actually came up with a pretty good list and I'm really excited. And I sort of remembered one right before I started recording. So uh, let's go ahead and start with the bars. The bars are sort of like the the amuse-bouche, the beginning of this particular pod. So uh, he asked for, and I'm actually just pulling up the, the tweet right now because he actually sent me this on Twitter, which was great. You can also email me. I'll put the email for this podcast in the description. You can email me, and I might be able to do itinerary for you on these podcasts. So uh, he did mention that he said, we're happy in a speakeasy or brewery type bar rather than a fancy lounge. Any good daytime bars would be good to know as well. So that's very, very helpful. So let's go ahead and start with the brewery type bars. So uh, a couple, the cool thing about Vegas is that we're starting to do more breweries. So a couple of breweries that are on the strip, there is BrewDog, which we'll get to that one in a second. And there's also a trustworthy brewery company, which is over at the Palazzo, which that one is a little bit more enclosed, really good for watching sports because they just got a bunch of new TVs. It's usually not too, too busy. And Diana my friend, friend of the podcast, uh, who's been on the podcast, is the bartender there, and she's a very, very good as well. But for this one in particular, because it's a larger group, um, I do want to recommend BrewDog, which is over near the MGM Grand. So BrewDog is actually fantastic. It's brand new. It's multiple floors. It actually has, uh, I believe, three floors to it, technically two, but it's essentially a three-story thing. And you go up in an elevator, uh, which is located right next to between MGM Grand and right next to the Coca-Cola bottle. So near the Hard Rock Cafe, which is on Las Vegas Boulevard. So look for the Hard Rock Cafe and the Coca-Cola bottle. You will find the elevator that goes up to BrewDog. A little hard to find sometimes, but there's a big giant sign on top of where BrewDog is, which has a beautiful view of the Las Vegas Strip. But BrewDog is great. It's very, very large. They have a good selection of food. They also have a very large selection of uh, drinks as well, which they have an extensive list of uh, their microbrews. They also have great cocktails. But really what sets BrewDog apart, it has an amazing view of the strip. They have these really cool fire pits, which is really great at nighttime. Also in the evening, they do have live music or DJ music. Just kind of depends on the day that you go. They have very large spaces to sit. It's very, very relaxed. You can walk in. You don't have you don't need a reservation on, you know, you know, slow nights. But just a great view. Really, the view is just a showstopper. It's right on Las Vegas Boulevard. Open, you know, open air, which is really fun, especially in the summertime, which August is, you know, still summer here in Vegas. And it's really great. Just have a drink. They have really cool chairs, sort of like a beach chair, essentially, beach couches that you can look off north or south on Las Vegas Boulevard. Also really great, really great for photos. Really great picture spot over at BrewDog. Also really great for dates. So if you guys are going to be going there for like a date, these guys aren't going for dates because it's a bunch of dudes. But if you are on a date, this is a really great date spot, especially for if you're a local and you want to meet on the strip. Uh, the only kind of terrible thing is you have to find parking, which there is parking that you have to charge for. But BrewDog is a great first date spot, I have to say. Really great first date spot. So BrewDog, which is right in between right next to MGM Grand, right next to the Hard Rock Cafe. So BrewDog is my first recommendation. I would also recommend an old favorite is the Budweiser Beer Park, which is at the Paris Hotel. So another sort of thing of this, it's very much like a beer garden you would get in the UK where it's outdoors, but times 10. So it actually overlooks the Bellagio Fountains, overlooks the Bellagio, uh, uh, Las Vegas Boulevard, and Really fantastic views. It's much lower set, so this is going to be much closer to the strip. You can actually just take stairs up to this part of the restaurant, and has be two beautiful bars, two big rectangular bars with a bunch of taps. All the beers known to man, not just Budweiser. So they have Budweiser, Bud Light. They also have you know Stella. They have Heineken. They have a huge array of uh, really high end, not high end, but really popular breweries. So for example. Anheuser-Busch, and they also have things like uh, Kono Big Wave. They also have, like I said, European beers like Heineken and Stella, and of course they have like Corona and uh, Dos Equis as well, but a huge array of beers over at uh, the Budweiser Beer Park. So Budweiser, Budweiser Beer Park, also great selection of food, and they also have very long tables, very like beer garden-y, but again, great location, good view of the strip, and kind of on the plus side, that the Budweiser Beer Park is right next to the Cosmopolitan. It's actually across the street, probably maybe 10-minute walk, if you will, just kind of depending on the lights. But 
would highly recommend the Budweiser Beer Park. It's great for day and nighttime. So great for daytime drinking. They have misters, which is really helpful because it's going to be very hot. But again, it's a great spot for you know a group of guys just to hang out, have a drink, watch sports if there's any sports on, and just get kind of drunk during the daytime. It's really great. They also have big games. They have, uh, for example, they have uh, Cornhole, which is very popular here. They have Giant Jenga, all this other good stuff. So they also have an indoor per- portion if you want to go inside, but... Highly recommend Budweiser Beer Park is a really, really great choice as well. So a couple other ones that I think would be fun sort of hangouts either throughout the day or sort of like in the midday or afternoon would be the Flight Club, which Flight Club is pretty cool because they have darts, which I've seen online that darts is huge in the UK. So not just stereotyping here, but we'll just go off of it. But the Flight Club is really cool. It's like a high-end sort of dart club, really cheap actually. I think it's only between like 15 and 20 bucks per person. Uh, to actually play darts, I want to say it's fifteen. I'm, I don't have it in front of me, but uh, I think fifteen dollars to actually per person to play the darts, and I think you get it for like an hour and a half. And they all have these like individual sort of slots that you have for your group. They have a waiter, a waitress, whatever you would have you, and it has this like cool like nineteen like turn of the century, 1900s, 1920s feel to it, sort of like a carnival kind of, and really great mixed drinks, uh, cocktails. They also have a a lot of beers on tap as well, of course, but their cocktails are really se- center stage here. And their bartenders are really, really great mixologists that can really turn you know together a really, really great cocktail. So Flight Club at the Palazzo, kind of hard to see, but really cool view. They actually have a night, they have two bars, and one of them actually looks out to the Las Vegas Strip, which, which you can see the wind from there. But Flight Club is really, really cool. Really great list of items on the menu. It's a little bit more, you know, foofy, if you will. Sort of feels very high-end, the type of uh, food that they have. But in terms of a spot for a bunch of guys to hang out, just sort of chill, I would say Flight Club is really fantastic. And as I'm kind of talking about this, another really fun activity that you can do, whether you're a golfer or not, is, of course, Top Golf. It's very, very, I know, commercial to say Top Golf is a good place to hang. But it's really hard for a group of guys to figure out what to do in the daytime besides drink. That's always sort of like the default. It's like, yeah, we're going to go walk around and we're going to drink. It's like, you can only drink so much. I was on a cruise where you had unlimited drinks and I got tired of drinking after the third day. It just is, it happens. It just, it's just not, it's, it just, it's part of the process of being in a group of dudes. But uh, Top Golf is a really great option. So I would really highly recommend doing Top Golf as a daytime activity or even in the evening where maybe you've done the club already or you don't want to go out, you know, spend more money at the club. Uh, I would recommend Top Golf. It's really fun. It feels very adulty if you go on the, third level the third level is the uh like highest level that they have there it's adults only so you don't have any kids running around it's just adults you can have a good time you can drink you can play golf and you get a beautiful view of the high roller and of course the construction which will almost be finished and constructed by the time you come in august uh, of the f1 uh paddock as i've been told so really great views as well at Top Golf, and highly recommend doing it at nighttime or even at sunset, which is typically in that time of the year. You're looking about 7.30, 8 o'clock, uh, about 7, 7.30 is about when it starts kind of getting sunsetty here. So yeah, so Top Golf also a really great option. So other bars I really wanted to sort of knock out um, are some of my speakeasies, if you will, some of my favorites. So the cool thing is, is since you are staying at the Cosmopolitan, you have a whole smorgasbord, as we would say in America, or an array of bars you can choose from. So these are going to be the speakeasy options. One is my favorite. Very, very cool. Very sexy. Really cool for about 30 to 40 minutes. You know, you're not going to stay in there too, too long, but is the Ghost Bar, which is located at the Cosmopolitan. So the Ghost Bar is... Is it Ghost Bar? Ghost Donkey. Oh, my goodness. Get my stuff together. There used to be a place called the Ghost Bar. No longer here. But uh, is there a Ghost Bar? Yeah. There is a Ghost Bar. I think it's on the top of the Palazzo. Not the Palazzo. Top of the Palms. Yeah. I have to go back and remember that. Yeah. Totally forgot they rebranded it. So, anyways, back to this. The uh, the Ghost Donkey. Ghost Donkey is super, super fun. This is located inside the Cosmopolitan, inside of 16 Block, which is like their food court, which has like sushi and they have like a Mumufuku stand. They also have like a hot chickens place as well. But when you go into 16 Block, there is a seating area, a very small seating area. So it's actually very easy to actually see. So as you go in, you're going to actually find a door in the back. 
The door in the back has a picture of a pinata donkey. The pinata donkey, which is on the door, is the entrance to Ghost Donkey. So usually it's in the afternoon because that's when they're open. You just push through the door, and then there you are to this like electric cowboy space that has many, many drinks on the inside. Typically tequila and mezcal uh, specific drinks. They also do nachos as well, but this is a really good sort of jumping off point for the night. Uh, you don't really want to end up here. I mean, you can end up here if you want, but I think it's a good sort of starting off point. Like, hey, like look at this or look what we found, uh, which is really, really great. So uh, that's the ghost donkey, which I think is a fantastic speakeasy. It's a real speakeasy because it's hard to find. The first time I went, I was like, this can't be a place. And then you go in and then it's a little bar. So highly recommend ghost donkey at the Cosmo. Another great speakeasy at the Cosmopolitan is the Ski Lodge which the Ski Lodge is going to be located right next to Wicked Spoon, which w Wicked Spoon is the buffet over at the Cosmopolitan. But it's also uh, Ski Lodge is inside of the Super Frico. So P Super Frico is quite weird, I have to say. Um, when we get to the restaurants portion, uh, Matt did ask for something that had a good atmosphere, a good vibe. And Super Frico was on the fence that I was like, do I recommend it or do I not? And I had a friend who went there and he said it was good, but it's very expensive. And also that um, you're getting a lot of uh, bikini stuff in your face. So that sounds fun. But when you're eating, um, it's not all the way the best. And it's not that type of place, if you know what I mean. So uh, it's very atmospheric and the food is good, but it can be quite pricey for what you think you're getting. So. Uh, that is the Ski Lodge, which is right next to it, which how do you find it? If Super Frico is not open, there is a door right next to the big giant doors for Super Frico, and it has a picture of a skier on the door. You open that door as long as it's after, you know, six o'clock. And there you are into this ski lodge where you are transported to the mountains where they have fire, warm drinks, and pizza on the inside. But that is called the Ski Lodge inside of the Cosmopolitan. It's a cool spot. Uh, it's not. It's much larger. It's really good for a group of six because, honestly, Ghost Donkey is tiny, very, very tiny. But Ski Lodge, much, much larger. They do have, like, couches and stuff where you can sit at. And I would say it's a good place to sort of chill and relax and get the night started or wind the night down, whichever one you'd like. So... That would be Ski Lodge over at the Cosmopolitan. Uh, I wanted to th throw this one in there just in case you're on the north end of the Strip. If you go to Resorts World, they have Red Tails, which Red Tails is really great. They have big giant uh, beer pong. They also have uh, karaoke rooms, if that's what your group is kind of hanging out for or into. They also have live music, and they have a full menu as well. It's also a great place to watch any games if you want. Uh, I just threw it in there. I wouldn't say it should be on like, the top of your list, but it's just an option that you have. Um, I should mention that Matt also reached out to his, Cosmo, uh, his Cosmopolitan concierge, which you should. You shouldn't just take my word for it. It's good to have multiple options. And they gave him some recommendations as well, which I'll just kind of let them sort of go with that. The only ones that I... Um, push back on were the foundation room which i think the foundation room was quite dated it's very uh very like persian middle eastern in terms of their style a lot of carpet it feels very small on the inside and you go for the view but honestly when you go outside there is not a very good outdoor patio area it's very very small and you don't get a good view of the strip so i recommended to him instead which i didn't think about this till now is uh, at mandalay bay uh, it's connected to the Delano or the Delano, however you want to pronounce it, hotel, which in between that little walkway, there is the Skyfall Lounge, which you go up in a glass elevator all the way to the top, and you get a fabulous view of the Strip looking north. So when you get a really good view of the pyramid, you also get a view of the entire Las Vegas Strip looking north, and it is absolutely stunning. If you're ever a lucky enough to go during sunset time, it looks absolutely fabulous. So... Skyfall Lounge, which is great because they don't charge a cover, which Foundation Room does. Also, fun fact is that I have a friend who used to work at the Foundation Room, and I believe it was like every, like once every Sunday of the month, uh, it turns into a swingers club. But you didn't hear that from me. It's where they meet. It's not where they do anything crazy. But now you know the dirt. So anyways, moving on. So we've done our bars, which I really wanted to cover that, get it out of the way, just because... There's so many bars in Vegas. I really wanted to hit on those because I think everybody can benefit from knowing where the good bars are. So uh, we're going to go ahead and jump to the restaurant portion of this particular podcast. We'll be doing the nightclubs and day clubs last. Uh, and 
I think I have some good recs because I actually did a lot of a lot of work on figuring out these nightclub situations. So we're going to be doing that next. All right, everybody. So we are back. We're going to be doing the restaurant portion of Matt's itinerary. So uh, he did have some parameters on this as well, which is fa fantastic. So the restaurant portion, he wanted just a place that had a good vibe, meat-centric. So they had a lot of, you know, that steak or meat on the menu. And he did have a budget in mind as well. We'll just say it's between 150 to 200 per person. And we'll kind of sort of use that as our as our budget, which is actually a very good budget for a per person menu. I would say a typical menu for people who come to Vegas in a group. Uh, typically, it is realistic to have a budget between 85 and $150 per person. Uh, so... 85 is very low end of it. Like for example, that would be getting a like for example, a steak and a drink or a steak and a side and you know no cocktail. But realistically, you should be looking to spend between a honestly, between 100 and 150 dollars a person. 115 is the kind of the typical check that will be, you know, per person. Uh, but you know, 200 is 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 relatively nice. So, I can do quite a lot of things with 200 dollars per person uh, minimum. So, uh, anyways, so moving to the restaurant portion. So he did want a place that had a good vibe. So I do, I think I pulled maybe three restaurants that I wanted to highlight. So we'll kind of go over those now. So one that I actually had just been to a while back that I thought had a fantastic vibe on the inside was Tokamadera. And if you're interested in what Tokamadera looks like, uh, I do, I did do a video for them on our Instagram and our TikTok page, which on Instagram, you can follow us at concierge confidential underscore LV. You can also follow us on TikTok, which is at Keys to Vegas, and see the videos I made for both of those places. Uh, I actually went again, and I, I think it's a, it's a better video uh, because I actually was able to get food this time. So the food actually is really, really good. Uh, it's really flavorful. They have a lot of different choices. And one of the reasons I wanted to highlight Toco Madera as a good vibe is that it feels like a very like dark and sexy modern Mexican sort of cellar, but it has all these cool candles. It kind of feels like the bottom of where the Phantom of the Opera hangs out at with all of these cool candles. But it's like, it's cool candles. It's not like romantic candles because it's that's not the feel. It just feels very like, you know, the lights turned out on this really cool bar, but it's really fantastic. So a thing to know about Toca Madera is that if you do not have a reservation, it is really hard to just walk in, especially as a group. And... I would also recommend that you get there with your group because if your whole group is not there, you will not be seated. So make sure your whole group is there when you're ready to get seated at your table. So it has two sections, essentially. It has the main room and it also has the bar and lounge area. The bar and lounge area can get very loud and very, very crazy. Um, same thing with kind of like the main room, but the main room is a little bit bigger. And the cool thing about this restaurant, besides the food, and I really wanted to highlight this, is that they do have a fire performer, usually a very, very sexy lady who comes out and she does a whole fire routine with fire on her fingers. She also puts it in, you know, she puts it down her mouth, um, which is, you know, a fire breather, fire performer which is cool. She doesn't, you know, shoot it out. She doesn't shoot out the fire. It's very, very sexy, very, very seductive, and really, really cool uh, when you're watching as you're eating. You basically have to stop because you just want to watch and see how great it looks. So that's every day, which during the week, it's a little bit more sporadic, but during the weekends, it's, I believe, every 30 minutes or an hour. But Essentially, if you're gonna if you're sitting down there, you're gonna see at least two performances of this. But really, really great in terms of atmosphere. It's really great, really great vibe. So it's unique. I would also recommend the food is also awesome. Also, the cocktails are really, really great. They're really, really fun. Very, very inventive. Really, I would highly recommend getting one of their signature cocktails. One of the more expensive one is the Papacito, which is a bourbon-based cocktail, which is essentially like an old-fashioned, but it actually has like this cool flame that is, you know, lit, and then they pour it into the cocktail glass itself. So really, really cool. It's 30 bucks though, but, you know, kind of pricey. I kind of have like a price range between, you know, 18 and $22 is kind of like where I like to be. 30 bucks is where it starts. Ugh. I stopped getting entrees at that point, uh, or appetizers, not entrees, but appetizer desserts. I sort of minus them off my list. But that's what I would recommend as well. But in terms of the food, their highlights, uh, they do have this tomahawk and bone marrow 40-ounce 
tomahawk steak, which goes for $325. So it's important to note, they do also have another version of this, which does not have the bone marrow, which the bone marrow is huge. There are huge bones with the marrow on the inside. And it actually is served on this sort of like, sort of like this hanging sort of plank thing uh, where the steak is actually uh, hooked on to the top and they have a flame that's shot from the bottom where it actually finishes and then the juices drip down onto the bone marrow. So the chef comes out and they light it on fire and it's this whole big sort of thing. So would highly recommend doing it um, if you have a very large group that's going to split this tomahawk steak. Because you have to think $325, that sounds like a lot. But if you split it among six guys, uh, it's actually not too bad. So uh, it kind of evens itself out. But yeah, 40 ounces is quite a large steak here in Las Vegas. So they do have that. But if you do not want to go for that particular item, uh, I would say they also have a really great list of steaks. They have uh, American Wagyu, they have Prime, Japanese A5, they have a ribeye, they have a strip, basically the whole like rainbow of steaks. Uh, they also have great starters, so really great appetizers as well. Their crispy calamari looks absolutely fantastic. Their quesa fondue, or fundito is what it's called, uh, is also very delicious, really, really great to share. And their truffle quesadilla was also delicious as well, which you can do with steak. And they also have a very large raw bar, which includes ceviche blanco, hamanchi. Uh, they also have good sides, like truffle mac and cheese and street corn. I did try the truffle mac and cheese. It was actually awesome. And their crispy calamari is very, very delicious and very, very flavorful. Highly, highly recommend those things. Uh, what did I have? I also had their branzino, which is really weird because we did get a steak, which you got the steak, and it was very, very delicious. Not the tomahawk, just a regular steak. But I did try the branzino, which is served, you know, filet style. Well, it's sort of filet style. It's actually served as the whole fish. And served at the table on like this sort of plank. And then everybody can try it. It's served with the with the skin on. And was really, really quite nice. It was very, very delicate, very, very delicious. Highly recommend it, especially if you're gonna be sharing it for the table. But Toka Madeira, really great for groups. It's very like male sort of dominated sort of restaurant but you do have beautiful women that sort of walk through so the scenery is fantastic if you're a guy uh ladies don't worry we have you covered if you're going to be going to this place they do have a very good array of very very wealthy men but also very good looking men as well so it's a good vibe all around even though you know we don't like to say that you know looks are all that counts but it's fun to look at because you know we want to see beautiful people in our restaurants. So moving on from that, uh, I will be moving on to my next recommendation, which this one is actually one that I highly, highly recommend, especially for this group. Uh, I would say Carver Steak, which is at Resorts World, is absolutely fantastic. So uh, I would say, let's see here. I would say that Carver Steak is good for this group because it is a steakhouse, so it's going to have an extensive list of steaks on the menu. And they also have great appetizers and a great vibe. The vibe is nice. It's very bright. It's very different than Toco Madera. Very bright, open. They have a patio area. They also have a patio bar, which is also really, really cool. So this space is really, really fun because... Actually, let me list the menu items for you. So the menu items first. So as an appetizer, my friends did have the steak tartare, which I said was absolutely out of this world. It had obviously the steak tartare with the egg, raw egg on top and then you mix it in and they said it was delicious. I didn't have that because I don't like raw meat like that. But I did have their Wagyu cheesesteak bites and oh my goodness, these things are mouth-watering delicious. They have the onion. They also have the, uh, the, the cheese inside and the Wagyu steak, of course. And oh my goodness, they're Oh, their bread. It's like this brioche bread toasted on both sides with butter. Oh, my goodness. Mouth watering. Highly recommend doing maybe a couple of those because it's a group of six. Definitely need to try the Wagyu cheesesteak bites. Really, really fantastic. Also, their, their array of steaks is actually quite extensive. They do have filet mignon, ribeye, strip loin. They have a Kansas City cut. They also have a rib cap. They have an F1 Wagyu strip loin. And, of course, this place has something very, very similar. They have their Tomahawk $260 steak, 42 ounces on the menu. And they even said it's Wagyu. Look at that for extra points. Uh, this one is not served hanging. This one's going to be served sort of traditionally. And they do slice it up for you as well. But the fun thing about Carver Steak which uh, maybe I don't say I don't think this is the reason they were the 2022 best steakhouse on the strip, but they do serve. They kind of you order all your food, obviously, and then they present to you 
this box that has all these knives in it, a bunch of different types of knives. They have like 10 different knives to choose from. And each one is better for different cuts of meat, which is even better because they have different weights and such and different handles. And they call it choosing your weapon that you get to use for your steak. You do not get to keep the knife, unfortunately, but these knives honestly are probably about 150 bucks each. Or they probably get it, you know, in bulk for like 50 cents. That's always the way it works. But it's super fun. The guy comes out, they present the knives in front of you, and then they say, well, this knife has this, this knife has that, and they go over exactly what it is. It's a whole thing. But it's super fun. It's a very unique thing. It's like they can just give you a knife, but this really sort of adds to the whole experience of eating at Carver Steak. But this place can also be, you know, quite pricey. I would say this is very similar to Toko Madera, but I think this place is actually a little bit cheaper in terms of they do give you a lot of different choices of meat. And if your budget is 200 bucks, the meat really runs between 60 and excluding the A5, excluding all the crazy stuff, between like 65 and $92, depending on the type of cut that you get. Obviously, if you get the A5 or whatever, you're looking at, you know, $150 for like five ounces, but you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles. So just keep that in mind that this place has a lot of options in terms of the meat selection. But I did want to pull up the menu and actually kind of explain some of the other stuff that they have on there. So they do have a really great palms puree, which is my favorite types of mashed potatoes, essentially. Palms puree is fancy mashed potatoes. They also have really great onion rings, which are really, really fantastic. And they also have a lobster uncrutu. I cannot pronounce it. I apologize but essentially it's a two pound main lobster wrapped in a puff pastry and they have cognac cream it's a little bit wild for me so i'm not going to actually kind of go with that one but it looks really cool in the pictures but that is an option they have a very long list of seafood as well they have black cod scallops which are really great options for anybody in your group that might want to you know be a little bit lighter in terms of what they're eating in your group uh, they also have a really good extensive list of desserts i don't really go into desserts for a group of guys because really weird to be sharing all those desserts with the same spoon or a spoon don't worry you can cut it up but it's still a little bit odd when you have her you're sort of splitting the dessert uh, another option i just wanted to throw out that i actually do feel really good about is scarpetta i do have a whole podcast on why i like scarpetta but scarpetta is a good italian restaurant it's absolutely great uh, the pricing is actually quite approachable and you can get a good amount for what you are ordering over at scarpetta but scarpetta Really, really fantastic inside the Cosmopolitan. Highly recommend it, especially if you're looking for something that it does have a steak on the menu, but something a little bit different, maybe Italian. I would go with Scarpetta is really, really great. So uh, that was the restaurant portion that we kind of went over. I feel good about those recommendations. I think you're going to enjoy Toca Madera or Carver Steak. Those are the two places I would highly recommend. I forgot to mention where Carver Steak is located. Carver Steak is located at the Resorts World, so it's a little bit of a hike from your location at the Cosmopolitan. But Carver Steak, definitely worth the trip to Resorts World, uh, just because I think it is one of their best restaurants on their property. Also, Toca Madera is located at the Aria and Crystals location. Uh, it's essentially at Crystals, but you have to go outside where it crosses over from Crystals to Aria. So yes, it's in very a very, very weird spot. But Toca Madera, also really great. I think that would be good for your group as well. So we're going to move on to the nightclub portion. I'm very, very excited to jump into this because it took me the longest to go through all of this and think about what you should do. So that will be coming up next on Matt's podcast. Hey, everybody, this is Brian Ortega from Concierge Confidential. Just letting you know about a new podcast that we have out. It's called Last Night in Vegas with me, Brian Ortega. Hopefully you're able to listen to it. Um, it'll be periodically put out throughout the week. And usually if I go out in the evening, you'll probably be hearing a podcast about how that night went. So make sure to check out our new podcast, Last Night in Vegas, presented by Neon Smoke Productions. All right, everybody. So we are on to the nightclub portion of this pod. So uh, we're going to be jumping into, let's go to the day clubs first. So we're going to do the day clubs sort of like a natural progression as you sort of go throughout your day. A uh, couple note on nightclubs and day clubs. If you're going to be doing both on your trip to Las Vegas, highly recommend that you do not do them on the same day. So I do not recommend doing day clubs and nightclubs on the same day. It's very hard. It's a long day of drinking and you kind of have to sort of space out what you want to do those days, especially if you have enough time and you know space in between these, which Matt would. He has the third through the seventh. That's a couple of days. So 
again, that's my biggest thing is don't do day clubs and nightclubs on the same day. It's a very long day. It's a lot of drinking, which we're not saying you can't do it, but we're just saying it's not a very fun uh, experience after. And you have, you know, you have to get to certain things at certain times. So you don't want to be, you know, and be on too tight of a schedule. So we'll start with our day clubs. They are staying at the Cosmopolitan, which the great thing about Cosmopolitan, it actually is located um, in a great location, but they also have great things inside of that hotel, like Marquee Day Club and Night Club, which Marquee Day Club is really, really great. So uh, I keep saying really, really great. They're all good things. I keep saying it great, and I, I mean it, but I don't want to say it too many times. So anyways, the day club, they really wanted to do EDM. EDM was sort of like what they were looking for, so I wanted to be able to uh, accommodate that. So uh, looking at it, if you did marquee day club, I'm looking at Friday and Saturdays. Uh, just note that Fridays are actually going to be much, much cheaper than Saturdays, so that's always good to know. Only thing is you may not be getting a big high-end DJ for those days, but... Uh, what can you do? We do our best. So uh, over at Marquee Day Club, which is going to be on August 4th, they have Greg Lopez. I looked ahead of time. Greg Lopez, he seems kind of like a local DJ or a much smaller DJ, which you kind of have to just sort of not guess, but if you can go listen to their music, you should go listen to it. Try looking up Greg's music. It is actually going to still be EDM focused, which is really, really good. Uh, but um, I will sort of break down sort of the pricing as well for this particular option. So if you do the day clubs, important important to note, I keep sort of jumping in front of this, is that uh, they typically open at 11 o'clock. So they, they open at 11. They typically want you there before noon. So even if you have a table, you need to be there before 1 is actually what it says on the website, but 12 is actually much, much better. So just note, if you actually book a day bed or a cabana or whatever, make sure you're there before 1 o'clock because your table is not guaranteed after 1 p.m. because they will sell it if somebody shows up and they really want that table if it's after 1 o'clock. So remember, be there before 1, make sure your group is there, and then make sure you're good to go. So uh, we're going to go with that. So remember that. So this is for the day club on the 4th. I looked up. They gave me some parameters to sort of stick to. So their budget for the day club was... Uh, two to three thousand dollars. So two to three thousand dollars. So just know that if that is your budget, just know there are these table minimums, which you're always seeing. Just know the minimum of the table is not all you're paying. You do have to pay the tax. You have to pay the uh, event charge, uh, and you also have to pay the gratuity, which is typically between twenty and twenty-two percent gratuity. So I looked it up. And let's just say that we're looking for a prime cabana, which gives you a good sort of space inside of the day club. And it has a capacity for 10. He has six people in his group. You always kind of have to think about, I want a little bit of space. So if you're trying to have a little bit of space, you have to always look maybe one or two more people possible. So, and you never know, you might find some lovely ladies that are there. So let's just say that we have, for example, a prime cabana, which is gonna be a cabana that has a space, uh, with shade, they also have TVs on the inside, and of course your own cocktail, your own cocktail waitress. So, as we look at it, this is a two thousand dollar minimum for this prime cabana, with tax and gratuity all added in. All together, if you spent exactly two thousand dollars, which that is what it has to be, two thousand dollars, you will be looking at uh, a two thousand eight hundred and twenty-seven dollar charge, all in, out the door. That is the minimum. That's if you get two two thousand dollars. For example, one thousand nine hundred and ninety dollars you spend, you're gonna spend the two thousand. This is how much you're gonna spend. So keep that in mind. If you are gonna be doing this, I added this all up for you. So just note, most bottles in a nightclub, depending on what you're looking for, are gonna range between six hundred and all the way up, if you will. So six to seven hundred bucks per bottle. So if you get two bottles, let's just say we get two bottles at $750, you I made it hard for myself. Uh, two bottles at $750, you're gonna be looking at $1,500. So that's two bottles. That's kind of like to end up for the entire day. What I would do is, this is just a idea, depending on what your group is like, I would get one bottle. So I would get like a Grey Goose or whatever. So you have the bottle, comes with mixers, whatever you want. Then I would also get uh, like a bucket of beer. Bucket of beer is also really good, and you can get multiples of those So you, because you're going to be there the whole day. That's the great thing about day clubs is that you can get a lot of different things to add up to $2,000. So, And it looks like you keep spending stuff in the nightclub. So 
maybe get one bottle for those of you in the group that want to do, you know, mixed cocktails. Vodka is usually a good one. Or you can do whiskey, whatever you like. If you get ladies to come to your table, they're usually going to want to drink vodka. Vodka's on the table. Totally up to you if you want to bring girls to your table. Honestly, I don't need them because I paid for it. So you don't need them there either. But if you want to dress up the entire part of your cabana, be my guest. So there's that. Uh, but also you can get food, which chicken fingers and fries are always going to be super expensive. So, uh, But also they're really helpful because it'll help you eat, drink throughout the day without getting too, too crazy. So uh, they do have a very large menu to eat from. So I'd highly recommend doing that where you actually split it up, maybe one bottle, a couple buckets of beer, maybe some water, and also get the um, get food while you're there as well. So that's what I would recommend for day clubs. Spread it out. You don't have to get two bottles off the bat because two bottles off the bat, boom, you're already at $1,500 minimum. So that's a way to sort of keep the, the spending down, if you will. So uh, again, it's a long weekend. So that's one. Uh, is the day club on the 4th, which will be a Friday. You would arrive on, I believe, Wednesday or Thursday, and this will give you time to go to the day club on Friday, sort of spend your day there. Then we also have another date, just in case you don't want to go to that one. They do have over at Tao Beach, which is at the Venetian, which is going to be Lost Frequency, which is going to, again, be EDM. Uh, usually mixed in a little bit of trap, so it's going to be like EDM with a little bit like a hip-hop mixed in. That's what trap music is, but really, really good. Usually get really good, a lot of girls at trap music DJs just because they like to shake their booties. So uh, that's always good to, to have, uh, just sort of from experience. So that's going to be over at Tao Beach, which is one of the newest day clubs on the Strip. Very, very popular. Really, really, you know, busy, if you will. So they have a couple options for the Friday. So they have the Tendi Lounge, which with the Tandy Lounge is going to be a little bit set further back. Fits up to 10 people. That's also a $2,000 minimum spend. So you're, again, you're looking at $2,827 for that. These are American dollars, obviously. Um, and that's going to be set a little bit further back from the actual stage. So you can always go to the stage if you want. You don't always have to be super close to the stage because it can get a little bit crazy in that area. But you'll still be able to sort of see everything and have a good vibe. Other option for... Tau Beach, which is again, look at the Venetian, uh, is the Lotus Cabanas, which the Lotus Cabanas are set much closer to the, t to the, to the DJ, which is also right next to the pool as well. So that is going to be 10 person capacity. This one is a $3,000 minimum spend. So just know this is how the big jump goes. So if you do the Lotus Cabana, which was, you know, be quite a investment, it's $3,000 $3, minimum spend. You'd be looking at a $4,000 after tax and gratuity charge. So again, it can, you know, it can just, it can really get up there, especially once you go uh, get past that $3,000 range. So it can be quite crazy. So those are some of your day club options. I did want to give you one on Friday, just in case you wanted to make this more of a, more of a, a centerpiece of your weekend. Uh, they do have Tommy Trumpet or Timmy Trumpet, excuse me, who's very, very popular. He's everywhere at Timmy Trumpet, and he does EDM, obviously, super high-energy show. Uh, he does have, staying with the parameters of the budget, uh, prime day beds, which day beds are going to be a little bit smaller. It's going to be a little bit less, you know, cabana-y. It usually has, like, one umbrella. It's a little bit more exposed. That one's $2,500 minimum, so $2,500 minimum. So you'd be looking at $3,500 after tax and gratuity. So... Obviously, as you get a bigger name, you get a much more expensive experience. So keep that in mind sort of as we're sort of putting these all together. And I will give my recommendation for who you should reach out to. Uh, the guy you should reach out to is my guy, is Elliot Aylman. Elliot is a great host to have, especially for day clubs and nightclubs, because he actually covers Hakkasan, Omnia, all of Tau Group. Uh, he is a host for. So that is my guy. Elliot Aylman, make sure you follow him on Instagram, Elliot underscore Aylman, and, uh, or Elliot Aylman. He has like a cool picture of himself in the front. Uh, but yeah, he is the guy. So highly recommend reaching out to him. Let him know that Brian Ortega sent you from Concierge Confidential. That'd be really helpful. So as we get into the nightclubs, uh, I have a couple of ones that I really wanted to sort of explain. Uh, highly recommend 
Excess. Excess is great. Excess is one of the most popular nightclubs in Vegas. Um, it can be quite expensive. I know that on your weekend, I believe Dylan Francis is performing on Friday, which used to be very, very good. Um, he still is good. Um, obviously, we're kind of on the back end of a lot of these big high-end DJs, but Dylan Francis is really good. And I believe they also have Diplo. Diplo is going to be on uh, Saturdays. So uh, those are going to be very expensive prices for their day clubs. Uh, or sorry, for their nightclubs. And I kind of have to look into it. I had to look into it a little bit more because those ones you can't actually see what the pricing is going to be online, which that's what I try to give you sort of the pricing here. But uh, I would say if I had to go off the top of my head, I would say that if you're looking for Dylan Francis or Diplo, you're going to be looking at, you know, for your group, I would say between four and $7,000 for a space. And sometimes it's not even in the best spot of the nightclub. So a little bit, little, little bit much, a little bit over the price range, but um, that is an option. Um, we can always take a look more, but excess is always worth it. Also, Encore Beach is a really great spot as well. Uh, but again, they're going to be very like EDM, but I wasn't able to grab their pricing. But Encore Beach, definitely, if you want to take a look at it, we can certainly take a look as well. So uh, moving on to the nightclubs, a couple of the options that I prepared for you for the 4th. So this is for Friday because... Hakkasan right now doesn't have a marquee DJ for the Saturday, which is good and bad because if you do it on a day that they don't have a celebrity DJ, uh, it's much cheaper, which is really, really nice. But we'll go with Hakkasan first. So Hakkasan on Friday, even though I said don't do a nightclub and a day club on the same day, but these are the pricings. This is what's given to us. So Hakkasan on Friday, the 4th, we have Afrojack performing. So I have three different prices and actually not too bad. So uh, one, we have the main room, Mezzanine Center. So the way that this nightclub is set up is that it's actually set up with a big round area in the middle. Then they have like these pavilions. They have the balconies. They have the main floor. They have an, ex an extra room. But we want to be either on the balcony right next to the rail or on the main floor. So this is going to be the mezzanine center. So this is the balcony area, which you still have access to go down to the dance floor if you want. But it's it's quite crowded down there. Would highly not recommend doing that if you have a table. So you can always get the girls to come to your table if you want. So anyways, mezzanine center. This actually has a capacity of 12 people. We're looking at $2,000 minimum. That's So after tax and gratuity, that's $2,800, which is actually very, very affordable in terms of uh, a Hakkasan and Afrojack, who's really a very well-known DJ. So very much known for EDM, great light show, very much this is a mega club experience. So this is cool, Mezzanine Center. So you're in the top level, in the middle, in the center part, looking directly at the DJ or the artist, as they like to call it. So I think that's a great option. Really great option for that. Wouldn't put it past you to do it. So uh, actually, now that I'm looking at my notes, I'm looking at here, and it says mezzanine center. I believe that would be mezzanine to the side. So the mezzanine center would be $2,500. So that would be $3,500 after tax and gratuity. So to inform like, maybe the audience, just so you can kind of keep in mind, his budget for this was around $5,000 for the whole experience. And again, you got six guys times it by however many. We're still under our budget of $5,000 at that point. But again, it can get a little bit crazy, so you want to give yourself some breathing room. And again, these are minimum spends. You can always spend more than that. So this here is, again, for the sides, you're looking at 2800 And for the mezzanine center, by the way, the sides, still great views of the center of the room. Uh, you would still be looking at 3500 So let's just say we get down to the main floor, upper dance floor area. So there's the main floor where the, the tables are right next to the dance floor. Then you have the upper dance floor. So it actually is like two or three rows back or just off of the dance floor. Just so we have a range in pricing. This is again for the 4th of August. This would be $4,000 minimum. So after tax and gratuity, we're looking at $5,655 after tax and gratuity. Again, that fits up to 12 people. If you are going to be going to Hakkasan, make sure you are doing the table, the table service option. Just because again, these... This nightclub is set up for for for, uh, for tables. So, again, just be wary of doing these like sort of GA things. Again, with a group of six to eight guys, I would get a table as well. Just make sure everybody's on the same page. We're on the same budget. And I think you're going to have a much better time. You get expedited service. You get walked in by your host. The host will text you, come get you, get you out of the line, and jump you 
straight through the line and get you expedited through. So highly recommend that. So another option, which is actually my favorite nightclub, I really want to express this is my favorite nightclub in Las Vegas is Omnia. Omnia is located at Caesars Palace. It's absolutely out of this world. Really, really great show in terms of the club itself. It doesn't even matter who's playing, but it has this beautiful chandelier that drops down from the ceiling and three different rings, lights, smoke, the whole thing. Uh, it is also set up very similar to Hakkasan, where they actually have a center dance floor, the tables around the edges, and then the balcony areas as well. I enjoy the balcony areas because it feels like you're in your own little world. You have, you know, you're separated from, you know, the general public, but you also have access if you want to walk down there. And you have your security guard, which is there to help you just in case somebody feels like walking into your space. So as we talk about Omnia, uh, this place is really fantastic. I really, really enjoy it. So uh, the place that the thing that I pulled for you, this would be a small balcony table. And when I say small, it has a capacity for 10 people. So just know it's actually larger than you think because the large balcony tables go up in price by about $1,000. So if we do the small balcony table, which overlooks all of this, which is really great view in general, uh, you're going to be looking at a $3,000 spend minimum, which you're going to be looking at about $4,200 after tax and gratuity. So about $4,200 after tax and gratuity. So that's actually not bad uh, in terms of we stay underneath your budget, give yourself some breathing room, but also give you a really good sort of prime placement inside of the club as well. And the cool thing about this, if it's not busy that night, they'll actually move you into a better location. And we're going to go ahead and try to set you up with Elliot to be able to have an in where you're not just sort of in a general sort of sense. You're going to be dealing with somebody that I like to deal with and I think is really awesome at their job. So just know that for Elliot, for example, I believe he's usually stationed at Hakkasan. So that's usually where he is actually located. If you are going to a nightclub that he man like manages, but also is in a different place, they'll always set you up with somebody in general. So they'll always give you their phone number and who to reach out to. So we'll kind of go through that in the uh, itinerary phase when I send it to you. So um, that is our list. So that's pretty much what I've put set up for you. Um, if you have any other questions or anything like that, feel free to send it to me on Twitter or Instagram or wherever. But I really love doing this. I hope that everybody else enjoyed it. Um, I know this went kind of long, so I might split it into two. I don't know yet. But really, really great time doing this. Hopefully, everybody else can send me these itineraries because I really, really want to get into helping you guys directly. So I really, really enjoy it. And if you would like to have it shared on our pod, uh, I'm glad to do so. I'll make sure to always ask before I actually just let this go out. But this was the Matt itinerary episode where we went through his entire trip. Hopefully he got something out of it. Uh, hopefully it helps. And again, I'm here to help in any way, shape or form. But again, if you do any of these things, uh, make sure you, you know, let me know. But other than that, I uh, really hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure you follow us on all of our social channels, Concierge Confidential underscore LV on Instagram, at Keys to Vegas on TikTok and Twitter. Almost forgot that one. And also on YouTube, Concierge Confidential as well for all of our shorts and all of our quick videos on the places that we've been. So again, make sure if you come to Vegas, you check all these places out. Hopefully you love them. But if you do, remember, keep it confidential. Okay.